Today is a great day in the life of our church. Uh, you know, as we're going to be officially recognizing uh, Peter as our assistant pastor, it gives us all an opportunity to reflect on what we just sang, uh, that wonderful song, Available. And I pray that that was our prayer, each one of us, that we are available uh, to step into those things that God has called us. So, you know, uh, with COVID, time is, is weird, uh, but you know, Peter's been here over two years. And I remember when, you know, interviewing him, and then I actually talked with Pastor D'Souza um, as one of his references. And, and just this, to come to this day, it's a wonderful day, not just for, it's for our church, because as a church, one of the things that God calls us to do is to encourage one another to be available to step into the ministries that God calls us to. Because as we talked about last week, we each have a story, we each have a journey that we're on, and a part of that journey is, uh, is what we would call our testimony. That's when we talk about this is what God has done in my life. We talked about how a testimony is, you know, a B.C. and an A.D., B.C., before Christ, you know, we're going in a certain way. This is our certain story. But then we encounter Christ, and it changes our story. It changes our journey. And especially the fact that our journey changes and that now we're headed for eternal life in the presence of God. That's a big change in journey. But a part of that testimony, a part of that journey, if you have uh, encountered Christ, is you're brought into God's story, his journey, and then he says, I want you to take part in what I'm doing. That you have a role to play in this epic story, this epic journey of God and people. And so every, to every time God calls someone, he also calls them into his story, his work. And that's one of the things we're talking about today as we recognize Peter and his calling uh, to our church. And as Judy just prayed, we're so thankful that God has called him here. It also gives us a chance to reflect on how he's called each one of us to serve here. That's why you're here is because God has said, you know, uh, even if you're a visitor, God has drawn you here, at least for this day, so that together we can take a step towards him, that together we can encourage one another. To take this day and use it for God's glory. In this, so that if you're, if you're a Christian, if you've met Jesus, then a part of your story now is serving God and serving people. Because as a loving father, you know, God doesn't need any of us, but like a loving father who has a business, like he wants his kids to take part because it will bless them. He just wants to spend time with them. So too, God calls us to take part in what he's doing in the world. And we see this call to service throughout the scriptures. Uh, one verse, though, that captures it very succinctly, and today I'm going to be succinct because I'm going to be speaking, and then Pastor D'Souza, and then uh, Peter's going to lead us in communion and, and, and whatnot. So yes, and you know how hard it is for me to pick out one verse, right? Because it's got to be about the context. Well, we're still going to do context, but the Colossians 4.17 is a call to service that uh, it, it says this. 
Um, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Colossae, he says, And say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you've received in the Lord. Paul's encouraging Archippus to step into that area of service that God has called him to. And in the scripture, God is also encouraging each one of us as well. So let me give you the context, though. The context is this is the farewell section of Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. And in it, he passes along greetings. There's, there's, if, if you read that section, he's like, hey, you know, uh, he's been in Colossae. He's like, the, um, at least he knows people there. And he, he's like, hey, tell this person hello. And, and then he says things like, Epaphras, who was a part of your church, he's with me right now. This is uh, chapter 4, verse 12. Um, he sends his greetings. And then... In that list of greetings, you know, say hello to this guy, hello to that guy, we see this interesting note. Hey, say, say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you've received in the Lord. So who is this guy? Who is this Archippus? And did his parents call him Archie? I don't know. I, I, think, I think they probably did. Um, well, Archie, he was a person with a story like you and me. He was on a journey. He had believed in Jesus, and Christ had called him into Christ's kingdom, his, his kingdom and to a city called Colossae, which is in the southern part of modern Greece. And we don't know much about Archippus. The other place that he's mentioned is in the short, Paul's short letter to Philemon. Uh, and Philemon's so short, it doesn't even have chapters. So in verse 2, Paul refers to this Archippus as a fellow soldier. So Archippus probably served with Paul at some point. And the way it's worded, it seems that Archippus was probably the son of Philemon and was involved in the church at Colossae. And what seems to have happened, again, we don't know for sure, is that he was helping lead the church there because Epaphras was not there. He was with Paul. And that's why Paul says, hey, Epaphras, who is one of you, sends greetings. And then in this letter to the church at Colossae, Paul's not just writing to Archippus, he's writing to the whole church. He exhorts the church, encourage Archippus to be careful to complete, to fulfill the ministry that the Lord has given him. Now that word ministry, over the last 2,000 years, it's kind of been, we load all sorts of meaning onto it, but it can very simply be translated a service or work or ministry. And so the main idea here to Archippus, like all Christians, is that he's been called by the Lord to be a part of God's purpose and his plan. And we all have different ways of serving. We all have different works that God calls us to do. But serving God is meant to be a part of our story, a part of our AD story after we've met Christ. Now, what, what ministry in particular was Arch—I uh, keep wanting to call him Archibald, but no, it's Archippus. Um, what was he to fulfill? Well, we're not sure exactly. Uh, Paul doesn't specify. And I also don't want to make too much of Archippus's specific ministry because we may miss out. In this short call to Archippus, there's a call to each one of us as well. You know, similar in a way, you know, today we're officially installing Peter into the ministry that God has called him to, that the church has called him to, assistant pastor of Second Baptist Church. But as we call him to fulfill the ministry that the Lord has given him, let us also pay attention to our own call 
to serve God in the way that the Lord has given each one of us. Because if you're a Christian, then at the very basic level, what is our goal? To be more like Jesus, right? And we hear about Jesus that in, in Mark 10, 45, Jesus says this about himself. He says, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So we see that Jesus, he is a servant, that he takes on human flesh. He walks in the human story doing the things that God told him to do. That's one of the things, especially in the Gospel of John, that Jesus often says, I'm doing the things that my father told me to do. That's, that's it. And so he's teaching, he's healing, and then ultimately he gives his life as the ultimate act of service to people. And then... He extends the good news to more and more people by saying, all right, if you're following me, I want you now to extend that grace, to share the testimonies of what God has done in your life and in the world to more and more people. And if you have... If you understand that, if you have grabbed onto Christ, if you've accepted him as your savior, if you see his sacrifice as serving you so that your sins are taken away, then we can't help but wanting to serve him. He is worthy to be served because he served us. He's worthy to be loved because he first loved us. There's nothing more worthy of service than our Lord and savior. And we all serve something or someone, right? Sometimes when you, you have a job and you're working and working, you're using your time and everything, your, your efforts to serve the company. And sometimes you get to the point where you're like, oh, why am I serving this company? All they, you know, they don't care about me. Or sometimes you're in debt. And so you work and work to service the debt. If you were in the military, right, we're, we say we're in the service. Well, the service of, of whom? The service of, of the country to protect it from, um, from threats. See, we all serve something. But if you're a Christian, then ultimately we serve God. And we see everything that God has given us, our time, our, our talents, every decision, every opportunity, there's an opportunity there to serve something or someone. And God calls us to serve him with everything. And so Paul, he calls Archippus to fulfill the ministry God has given him. Today we call Peter to fulfill the ministry that God has given him. But one of the things, you know, when we were interviewing Peter a couple of years ago, so important to me and, and to, the, to everyone, really. But what, what really, I mean, is that Peter, first and foremost, is a servant of God. His love for Christ, he serves Christ first and foremost. And that's the most important quality of any pastor or minister. But it's our call, too, that when we do things, we do it because of Christ. And so how about you today? Have you tasted that grace of God? And if not, perhaps you're watching or you're here and you're like, you know, I, 
you talked about this testimony thing of God before, you know, meeting Christ before Christ and then him changing your life. And you're like, yeah, that's not my story yet. Make it your story. The gift is out for you. God's extending his grace to you now and he wants to pull you into his grand story and he'll change your life. And understand me when I say as a Christian, you should be serving others and serving God. That's not some out of a sense of obligation, but rather it's a sense of gratitude that God has done so much for me that I want to. So don't, if, if you don't understand that grace, then don't hear that. Instead, hear that God is inviting you into his wonderful story of grace, his forgiveness. And if you have never accepted that, if you've never said yes to Jesus, do that now. But if you have, then you know that God is calling you into his story. He's given you the grace to pass it on. And by the way, a part of a pastor's job is to equip you to do just that, to equip you to step into the ministry, the areas of service that God has called you to. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 says this, he says that he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, also pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Same word. That he has is, he is given the church, pastors and others, to, to say, I want to help you step into that area of service. So when a church is telling a pastor, and that's what we're I think we're telling Peter now, right? We want you to step into the ministry of being an assistant pastor. Then that means what we're saying is, Peter, equip us. Help equip us for the work of the ministry. Isn't that what Ephesians says? That's our job. And so if we're serious about appointing Peter to the role of assistant pastor, then it means we need to be ready because Here's the, the wonderful and yet frustrating thing about being a pastor. We can't do our job. We can't fulfill our calling without you. We can't because a part of our calling is equipping the saints, is helping you step into the area of service that God has called you to. And that's, yes, that's wonderful, but it also can be frustrating <laughs> because Yes, like we can't, we're interconnected. And so as, as we call Peter to this role, he's putting himself forward. He's saying, yes, Lord, I, I want to fulfill the ministry you've called me to. You've called me to this place, South Hadley, Massachusetts, so that I can help your saints, your church grow in their service to you. Our part is to say, okay, Peter, yes, we're going to encourage you to do that and the the most encouraging way, and I speak from experience as a pastor, is to, is to say and feel and do those things we just sang. I'm available. I'm available to serve God. Not, not serve me, not serve Peter. No, no, no. To serve God. And we want to help you to do that. We want to help one another. We want you to help us fulfill our calling because we can't without you. And so what about you? What is your calling? And you might not be sure. You might be like, well, I need help to figure out what God is calling me to do. Well, okay, that's our job. We want to help you do that. 
But let's not overcomplicate things either in that each day, each opportunity, each decision that we make, we can ask the question, who or what am I serving today? With this day, with this decision, I don't need to figure out what I need to do in ministry for the next 10 years to say, today, Lord, I want to serve you. Today, I want to help someone sitting next to me take a step closer to you. I don't need to know the next five years, but I just need to know today, Lord, who are you putting in my path that I can serve you by serving them? That's what ministry really is. That's what service really is. It's saying, God, I'm available for you today, right now, in this moment, with this decision, with this relationship. I want to serve you, Lord. So serve God with what you've been given, and your life story will be a part of God's story, of his plan. Your journey will be a, a, a journey where you're actually journeying with God, or I should say God is journeying with you, and, he's, and, and, and you're on his plan, and it's a wonderful thing. But like Christ, our Savior, we serve because he served us. Service should be a part of each one of our stories if we're a Christian. Let's pray. Dear God, we are so grateful for your example, your sacrifice, that you call us to yourself. You save us and draw us up into your grand story. Put us on a journey for eternity to know you more. And Lord, I pray that each one of us, we would be available to you and that as we serve you, we would decrease and you would increase in our lives, in our relationships. So do a work among us, Lord. Lord, we are grateful for Peter stepping forward to, to serve in the ways you've called him. But Lord, we pray that you'd show each one of us how you're calling us. And Lord, today, Holy Spirit, move in this place, in each one of our hearts, show us how we can serve you and serve others today with the day you've given us, with this moment you've given us, the relationships, the decisions we make today, Lord. Guide us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.